37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody? Happy quarantine, and welcome to episode 137 of the quarantined Pixelated Paranormal. Now, before we get things started, let's get one thing straight. We are not scientists, and we do not sports. And that will all make sense a little bit later. Indeed. But what we do do is research incredibly stupid conspiracy theories and ghost stories. With me tonight is Preston. What's up? <laughs> That's a vape delay. And Steven. What's up, everybody? Yes, it feels like it's been so long, and that's why I'm so giddy, too, is it feels like it's been, I mean, hell, it's been two weeks. Yeah, and it's just, with everything going on in the world, our country, and personal lives, the time has felt really weird. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, it's like, I'll get my news out of the way. So the job that I talked about in the previous episode when we did our um, Pixelated Paranormal with Leslie and John at City Trade Post... I talked about the new job that I got. Unfortunately, that job has been rescinded because of the offer because of the coronavirus, um, not being able to work in big arenas and stuff like that. Um, been pretty taxing on the brain. It's pretty weird to go from like a really, a really, really huge high of that, Mm -hmm. uh, to being like a dream job to just not having a job. And like, luckily, uh, it's a blessing and a curse <laughs> when it comes to my <laughs> previous job. I'm glad that I have yeah. something to fall back to on this weird time that we're all in. Um, unfortunately, my hours that I'm getting there are going to be uh, definitely guaranteed 29. But mm-hmm. in order to, I'm going to have to pick up extra shifts in order to make the other make the other slight, so I can still get my benefits. Um, but as I'm constantly reminding myself, um. Everybody's going through this shit. It's it's a it's this has never happened in modern history, so to speak. Right. So it. I mean, today uh, the governor of Kansas just canceled all schools K through twelve. So like, that's really weird. <laughs> for the for, rest of the year. Yeah. For like for yeah for um you know people such as like Preston has children like that's got to be put a that's got to be weird. You know his kids are a little older, so it's a little bit different. But imagine the kids that have or the people that have kids that are in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, like they can't be left, you know, alone for any yeah. amount of time. And, and well, you, what are the people, you know, do, you know, Jeffrey and yeah. I talked about it today. Cause we were trying to discuss like, what are we going to do with the kids? Because, you know, hey, he dad... actually called her by her name and not a yeah. The lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Not to be a dick, but good job. Thank you. Thank you for calling her by her name. <laughs> so we, uh, so we talked, you know, cause my dad is a health concern and, you know, do yeah. we want to deal with taking the kids out there because, you know, dad's susceptible to I wouldn't, man. The, the severe. Yeah. However, um, you know, I talked to mom and dad about it and our, our thing is like the, the way the media is portraying everything and just the, the general mental state of, the the population if things get crazier do i trust the kids being home alone by themselves because yeah. if the neighborhood sees like oh my god there's a house with just a 10 year old girl in it there's a house with just a 10 year old boy yep. in it 
would they then take advantage of that situation and, you know, put my kids in further danger? So yes, even though my kids are a little bit older and they are able to watch themselves to a certain degree, the fact that I can't trust society and how society as a whole is handling the situation, that it does kind of add that extra stress. You're right, dude. Wow. You're right. And and that's what I'm saying is like, what's so weird about the situation is that there's so many different little things that either a, we don't think about because we don't experience it. That's all going to affect people differently. Like from everything from personal lives to business lives. It's, it's crazy. Like I, I, I mean, my, my main thing is I'm stressing about, like everybody's stressing about is cause we're, we're all pretty young. I'm not going to even attempt to say that I'm healthy, but mm-hmm. I, I think I have a good immune system to a degree. Like I don't really ever get the flu. I get maybe mm-hmm. sick maybe once a year. Um, but like obviously we all have people in our lives that are very susceptible to the to the virus and that's what's really what's really stressing me out and not only that but like money situation you know yeah, um sure because you know all these no one knows what's going to happen like our like it's so weird <laughs> and like my thing is is like I I take pride in having a car that I pay payments on and I'm never late on my payments I'm never late on my insurance never late on my credit card bills what happens if I'm not able to pay that? But I know that I'm not alone and I have to keep reminding myself that I'm not alone. Right. It was just weird for that to happen on Friday. Me getting an email saying we can't offer the position, that initial shock and like being at the very beginning of the state of emergency, you know what I'm saying? Like people, Mm -hmm. it wasn't starting to affect Mm -hmm. people, but now just today on Facebook, I've seen, I think 10 people that have lost their jobs or hours cut in half. That's 10 people (laughs) in my life. That I know. Yeah. That's not that's not including the entire country. Like that is what's bo- that is yep. what's boggling my mind. It's well, and what's crazy, crazy too is like, you know, you hear a good friend of yours, you know, like what happened to you? What two hours after I called you and we just talked about how like, well, if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. Yeah, yeah, you know, they haven't reached out. I was, and then that I was telling Brady, I was like, I was like, man, I was like, I just get this weird feeling, man, like, like something. Something's going to happen because this is just, it's just getting too crazy and they're canceling too many things. Like I could, and everybody's like, no, I don't even worry about it, man. They already made you the offer. They already got you in there, blah, blah, blah. And literally like I yeah. was supposed to start yesterday. So. Yep. Well, I mean, even hearing that from you, like that's, that's one of my best friends having this happen. Still, there's that line of like, well, it's not going to affect me, yeah. me personally. And then today at work, like we won't go into details, um, partially for anonymity, but Preston and I felt the the tremors shake through um, our employer as well. Yeah, and there's a little bit of uncertainty there, you know, and you just you never you never know. It is, man. So like, but also with the stuff I'm going to talk about with this, this conspiracy theory, what I've been doing lately, and I think a lot of people are doing, is a lot of people use use the like it's such a weird time, a dark time. I use humor to get through dark shit, so. Well, we all do. Yeah, so if, if we make make jokes about some of this stuff, like, you know, like, take it with a grain of salt, so to speak, but... Yeah, it's funny. I wrote a disclaimer before I get into the main crux of this, the episode, and that's part of it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it mentions that specifically, but... For sure. It's crazy, and, like, I don't know, like, um, part of me is trying to hold it together because I just found out, like, two hours ago, uh, and I'll text you guys who it is. I'm not going to mention their name. I know somebody who is going to get tested in two days on the East Coast, and I'm sorry, on the West Coast, pardon me, 
and uh, they're almost positive they have it. Luckily, they're in their 30s, but it's it's still like that stops you right in your tracks yeah. too because it's a thing you hear on the news. Yeah, you know, uh, this thing it. happens. Yeah, and then one of like one of your close friends. Uh, it's nobody that you guys know even personally, but That's uh, just to hear just to hear that, like you're just like, what the fuck? Like, no, this stuff doesn't happen. It's it's news. Yeah. It's make believe people that don't exist. And so, I mean, we're trying to be positive about it because, like I said, they're young. They're in their 30s. They're in really good shape, really good health. But yeah. I mean, it's like still like, what the, <laughs> what do you do? Like, no. Yeah. So we're we're crossing our fingers and hoping that after about fourteen days worth of rest and everything, like they're gonna be okay. But let's hope so, man. It's yeah, it's scary times, man. Just be safe, wash your fucking hands, and uh, yeah, no shit. Yeah. I don't know. That was supposed to be part of my intro. Was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> welcome to episode one thirty seven. Wash your damn hands, and right now, guys, go wash your damn hands. Yeah. Like, start this episode over and wash your hands until the intro is over, the intro song, Look, and then you'll have washed it for 30 seconds. Before you go to the bathroom, wash your damn hands. After yeah, you go to the bathroom, wash your damn hands. Yep. Don't touch your gooey bits before you go to the bathroom. Wash your damn hands. Yeah. And then wash your hands after you touch your gooey bits, too. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, the, the memes are out there. <laughs> the, the memes are out there. The jokes are out there. We should have been this sanitary way before this whole thing started. Like, I mean, enough said, but honestly, like the amount of people I see walking through stores on their phones talking about this outbreak and then they go in the bathroom and just take a big dump and walk right out to wash their hands. It's and appalling. Some of the yeah. uh, breweries across the United States are offering hand sanitizer uh, diluted down with their own uh, brew, their own alcohol, their own runoff. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. because uh, even that little extra bit right there, like you mm-hmm. can mix those two together and make it go a long ways. So, yep, take a bath in whiskey, <laughs> and then wash your damn hands. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, I mean, in times like this, we got to say, you know, we also have to look at the good. Think about what we have, and I'm very thankful for, uh, you know, you guys, and of course, you you guys, you two, recording this with me, but, you know, the listeners as well, fans and, and people that have reached out to us, and uh, during these times, I mean, think about Mr. Rogers, you know, what would Mr. Rogers do? Have some compassion, have some patience. And wash some his empathy. damn hands. <laughs> and fart. Apparently, Mr. Rogers was a big fan of farting. Yeah, so I see that so floating around. That's pretty fucking funny, right? Well, let's go ahead and let's get into it. Let me drop the disclaimer: we at Pixelated Paranormal are not qualified doctors. We know we're not scientists, and we're not making light or fun of the current social climate with the you know the the COVID. Is it COVID? COVID nineteen. Yeah. COVID nineteen. Uh, coronavirus, this is perhaps one of the most serious times we've ever had in our modern history. Our hearts go out to everybody affic- affected, afflicted by this, um, you know, financially, with their health, you know, all that. Um, but we make terrible jokes in times of desperation and times of sadness. That's how we cope, just like Stephen said. So we turn to the side of humor and laughter to cope with the horrors that we face on a daily day basis. Um. Sorry, I lost my place. So, you know, we're human. Bear with us. We're not making fun of anybody. We just uh, 
we want to give you guys something to listen to. And it's not going to be a big bummer episode either where we just talk about here's facts about the coronavirus. But I will say, if you guys didn't know this, on a lighter note, the Arctic Ocean does have chlamydia. Google it if you guys didn't know that. Apparently in the Arctic Ocean, there is uh, the chlamydia, chlamydia virus. What the fuck? Just lying dormant in the water and the bacteria and all that kind of stuff. So that's not what the episode's about. But I thought I'd drop that little information for wow. you. And something else bizarre, I'm not going to edit this episode. So you might hear all sorts of goof-ups. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go recently i was reading the news headlines just like everybody else and i came across this story talking about the coronavirus and how it's affected sports in a big big way because the nba has suspended their season after utah jazz stars rudy gobert and donovan mitchell both tested positive for the covid19 earlier this week and the news story goes on to talk about how, in support of the absence of the NBA, a lot of fans are flocking to Netflix to watch Space Jam. And I thought, well, that's kind of neat. I, I always liked that you know, movie, Michael Jordan mm -hmm. is the man. Um, and then I came across a separate article after I clicked out of that story, and it goes on to say that the 1996 hit movie Space Jam actively predicted the coronavirus. And, you know, we hear about the uh, Simpsons predicting all sorts of crap. Yeah. And even right now, you can Google it, and they say the Simpsons predicted the coronavirus. To me, a prediction mainly means, like, in the Simpsons on episode whatever, they call it, all right, and there's going to be a coronavirus. So that's my two cents. But anyway, you know the movie. Michael Jordan is enlisted by the Looney Tunes to help them find their freedom in a basketball game even though he's retired. The the movie, the NBA season has been, shit, sorry, in the movie, the NBA season has been suspended after players like Charles Barkley and Patrick Ewing appear to be infected with a mysterious illness that robs them of their talent. In one scene, their fellow NBA players refuse to get dressed in the locker rooms because they're scared of getting germs. Well, to me, that's not quite just outright predicting the coronavirus. So I scoffed it off. And then I thought to myself, well, I wonder what other basketball conspiracies there might be. So I just typed in Space Jam conspiracies first. There's multiple. Mainly, I've, mainly because I forgot to delete the word Space Jam and type in basketball. But folks, this was just a serendipitous find. Oh. So I didn't find anything concrete about predicting the coronavirus. But I did find a very fun <clears throat> conspiracy theory that does indeed involve Space Jam and Michael Jordan. Now, some of the facts I have redacted because we don't sports, and I'm not going to bore people with, you know, percentages <laughs> and stats about basketball and stuff like that. And if I missed up any of these facts, you know, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> so as you guys both know, and as, as all the listeners know, Michael Jordan, all-time greatest basketball player in human history. I will fight you if you want to argue, because I don't sports, but I do Michael Jordan. Well, back in 1992... <laughs> <laughs> Back in 1992, after winning his second championship, Michael Jordan was called to testify in a criminal trial of James Bueller to explain why Bueller, a convicted drug dealer, was in the possession of a personal check for $57,000 signed by Michael Jordan himself. 
Now, first, Michael Jordan goes on to claim that it was just a business loan. This guy was up to, you know, opening up a new business, and Michael thought, well, I'll just loan the guy $57,000. But later, under oath, he admits the payment was for a gambling debt that he lost over one single weekend. Then later in early 1993, San Diego businessman Richard Equines revealed in his book, Michael and Me, Our Gambling Addiction, My Cry for Help, that he had won over $900,000 from Michael Jordan while betting on golf games. Around that time, Michael Jordan was spotted in the Atlantic City Casino in the early hours of the morning during Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals. So we're starting to see a pattern here, right, folks? Mm -hmm. After the Bulls win their third championship, the last game to complete their legendary three-peat, three championship games in a row, the NBA launched an invest. Sorry, the NBA, the NBA launched an investigation into Jordan's gambling problems to check whether or not he had violated any league rules. Then, four months later, Michael Jordan stunned the world by suddenly, out of nowhere announcing that he was going to be retiring from professional basketball. Now, during a press conference, he was asked if he would ever return to basketball, in which he said something very strange. Five years down the road, if the urge comes back, and the Bulls will have me, if David Stern lets me back in the league, I may come back. Now, why in the world would Jordan ever have said, if David Stern lets him back, that might be uh, that he may become back. Well, the reporter didn't even ever ask. Sorry, the reporter never even asked if Stern was even involved or even mentioned Stern's name. Right. So there's our first red flag. Hmm. Only days after Jordan announces his retirement, the league suddenly drops the investigation, saying, "You know, actually, we didn't find him guilty of doing anything against the rules at all. Our bad." So many, many fans and theorists believe there is a secret agreement between Jordan and the NBA where Stern told him to simply retire from playing basketball, stop playing basketball, to create a distraction from the potential of his gambling investigation breaking out to newspapers. And if he just decided to, quote, quit, then he wouldn't have to face any suspensions or have to risk a stain on his huge marketable reputation and his clean public image. Because again, Michael Jordan, he's a household name. He's honestly as close to, at the time, what we would have had as an actual real-life super, uh, superhero. You know, he's the spaceman, he's jumping, the dude's doing slam dunks and moves that, you know, we've rarely seen before. But they're just mad because they're, they, they think that something's going to happen because he's uh, a gambler? Like, Well, I mean, you are not allowed to bet on professional sports games if you are a professional athlete. That's like the code. That's the unwritten code. There might even be contracts signed that say that. And then if you want to dig a little bit further down the rabbit hole, some people think he may have been betting on his own games. Because you yourself can throttle whatever direction these games go. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is pretty messed up. (laughs) Right. So if we fast forward real quick to 1998 in the autobiography For the Love of the Game, Jordan actually wrote that he'd been preparing for retirement as early as the summer of 1992, that from the added exhaustion of the Dream Team run from 1992 Olympic Games, it solidified his feelings about the game and his ever-growing celebrity status, thus saying he was just sheerly exhausted of it all. 
And of course, his announcement sent shockwaves through the NBA and appeared on front pages of newspapers everywhere. So amid this distraction, Jordan then decided to go play some baseball for the White Sox, saying that one of the biggest reasons he decided to quit playing basketball was so he can go play baseball, because that was what his father had always wanted for Jordan, was to go play professional baseball. So in honor of his late deceased father, he decided to quit playing b-ball and go play some baseball. But here's what's weird. Let's dig a little deeper and talk about MJ's father real quick. On October 6, 1993, Jordan announces his retirement, citing a loss of the desire to play the game was related to the death of his father three months earlier. This ultimately is what shaped his decision. So Jordan's father was murdered on July 23, 1993 at a highway rest area in Lumberton, North Carolina. He was killed by two teenagers, Daniel Green and Larry Martin Dimery. They carjacked his luxury Lexus that bared the license plate UNC-0023 in honor of Michael Jordan. His body was dumped in a South Carolina swamp, and he had not been discovered until August 3rd. Jesus. So he, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know all this. Mm-hmm. That's there you go. Neither did probably half our listeners. All right. I remember his dad died, but I don't remember, like... Right. It was that brutal. Oh, yeah. That's nuts. I mean, newspaper... Newspaper covers all over the world of Michael Jordan crying, you know, and his father dying. Well, the murderers were traced by the calls they had made on James Jordan's cell phone. The two criminals were caught, convicted at trial, and sentenced to life in prison. But again, some fans and theorists believe that his dad couldn't have actually just been the target of a random murder. He may have actually been murdered due to some unpaid gambling debts that Jordan himself may have had. So back to the gambling. Also, in the much-respected book Money Players' Days and Nights Inside the NBA... Wow, that came out really quick. Money Players' Days and Nights Inside the New NBA by Armin Katayan. It states that in 1993, the league had an interview with Richard Equinez during their investigation on Jordan's gambling. He said that in March of 1992, he had overheard a telephone conversation that Jordan was having with an unknown person. During the call, he clearly said he remembers Jordan saying, So you say the line is seven points. The game that Michael Jordan was talking about isn't known for sure, but the accusations are extremely serious, as that means if Jordan was indeed betting on sports, he was breaking a sacred, unwritten rule for all professional athletes, as that that's against the integrity of the game, i.e. Pete Rose. And thus, he retired on November 1st, 1994. Now, let's talk a little bit about Space Jam, shall we? Because we all know Michael Jordan was not a great baseball player. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. He showed up. He practiced. He had that same integrity, that same drive. You know, he worked hard. There's no argument about it. But he just did not have the same magic in the field as he did on the court. But a fun fact, I actually have the only sport card that I own is a Michael Jordan first home run baseball card. I think it was a, <laughs> let's see what this is here. Of quick. course you would. <laughs> of course I would, because why wouldn't I? It's me. It's an upper deck 95. Michael Jordan retires first homer. <laughs> that's awesome. wonder how much that's worth. 
I don't know. Probably 20 bucks. <laughs> That's funny. Oh. So then the loose spot uh, – I'm sorry, Space Jam. Let's talk about Space Jam. The loose plot of Space Jam is that Michael Jordan retires from playing basketball to honor his father and go play some baseball. Then he gets roped into playing basketball to help the Looney Tunes as they try to get basically, I don't know, their freedom back or whatever. I haven't seen it for a while. And thus, after the big game, he makes a triumphant return to basketball, which pretty much happens like five or six months after the movie is released. Or maybe it happened before. I think it happened before. Sorry. So this is believed to be Michael Jordan's elaborate way to get kids to fall in love with him who'd never heard of him and make his fans fall in love with him all over again and reinvigorate the idea of Michael Jordan going back to the NBA. Because not only do you have him legitimately coming out of retirement to play basketball, you also have a big blockbuster Hollywood movie featuring, you know, perhaps the most beloved cartoon characters of all time Mm -hmm. and maybe the most beloved sports player of all time as well. So the other rumor on that is he made a bunch of money off of Space Jam. So this helped him recoup some of the money he lost from betting on unofficial sport games and also pay back the undocumented fees that he had to pay the NBA. So in March 1995, okay, so sorry, Space Jam came out, but he'd already been back in the game for about five or six months. There we go. In March 1995, Jordan decided to quit baseball due to the ongoing Major League Baseball strike or the fact that he sucked real bad as he wanted to avoid becoming a potential replacement player. On March 18, 1995, Jordan announces his return to the NBA through a two-word press release that shook the world even harder than whenever he left. And a headline simply said, I'm back. <laughs> although he could have right although he could have opted to wear his normal number in spite of the bulls having retired it jordan insisted that he wore the number 45 the same number he wore while playing baseball and also you know they had officially retired his jersey back in i think in 1994 in november mm-hmm. so michael jordan doing his brief retirement could have actually covered up the fact that he was a huge gambler and a questionable teammate and thus allowing him to come back less than two two years later. Sorry, we should start that that paragraph over. So Michael Jordan doing his brief retirement could have actually covered up the fact that he was a huge gambler and a questionable teammate by having a comeback less than two years later, going on to help the Bulls win their second three-peat championship. Hmm. Everybody likes a good comeback story. <laughs> like Kim Kardashian? Truth. Oh, man. And that is the conspiracy theory of Michael Jordan and his gambling problem. Weird. Nice. You you had to do one, didn't you? (laughs) You had to flex. Uh, Well, time will tell how that works out. Hopefully it came out through clear and sharp. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. But yeah, so I think, I don't know. Put your tinfoil hats on, take them back off. This is one conspiracy theory that I really think there's some weight to. Yeah, it's it's believable. Definitely believable. Yeah. For someone to retire, you know, amidst possibly the hottest part of their career, you just won three championships in a row. You've got this dream team, you know, with, with Pippen and everybody. It's hard to believe that you'd be like, uh, I just don't want to play no more. 
Yeah. So it's it's really strange, man. You're you're running the gamut. You're you're representing the U.S. as part of the dream team. It's just so absurd to think that he retired all on his own. You never know, though. And you know, also that's very true. But look at this: three championships in a row, a year and a half, two years off, three more championships right after that. Bulls could have had eight championships in a row potentially. That's the part that makes me believe this the most is the fact that I don't know. You had such a good streak going. Why would you why would you break it? Right. But then again, people like odd numbers. Very hmm. true. And that is the end of my TED talk. Cool. You ready for mine? So I am, Steve. Let's take it All back right. to uh this is pretty fucking <laughs> Coronaville. Pretty insane. <laughs> so uh it's no secret that there is a Big conspiracy group thing out there called QAnon. Uh, I'm not going to get into... Wait, 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 wait. I think it goes without saying that I drop one more quick disclaimer. We do not subscribe, believe in, or support any of the QAnon conspiracy theories. This is just fun stuff for us to talk about, and I think maybe we should just mention that at the top. Okay, proceed. Where, why are they started, how they started, but it's pretty much a bunch of 4chan, 8chan people, um, a lot of tinfoil hat, a lot of racists, a lot of bigots, a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of crazy stuff. Uh, unfortunately, my dad is, uh, got his, uh, they got his claws, they got their claws into him on this mm-hmm. type of shit. So, um, for a long time, my dad is very obsessed with the ideas of, if you go to this website, QAnon.com, whatever, um, it has like a total number of sealed indictments, so supposedly in every state from all different branches of government and entertainers and Hollywood and blah, 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 blah. And at any moment, these indictments are going to be unsealed and then people will be arrested, so to speak. So mm-hmm. that's where this conspiracy theory um, has launched from. Found it on Facebook. It's been being shared by a bunch of people. Uh, this page is from this lady named Shelby Lynn, uh, but it says written by Barry McCulloch. I, I don't know who these people are, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so it starts off with, this was on March 15th, 2000, uh, 2020 at 12.54 p.m. is when this person posted this. So I don't know if it was written then. I doubt it because um, the events that they're talking about here happened, uh, I think this was last week. So it says, this morning at 4.30 a.m., our Prime Minister, talking about Prime Minister of Canada, was Sir, I can't ever say his name. What's his name? Trudeau? Trudeau. Yeah, Uh Trudeau. Justin Trudeau. Um, As everyone probably knows by now, his wife has tested positive for the coronavirus. So they've had Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, isolate both of them from, from each other. So... Conspiracy theories, theorists, they say that he was um, actually served a criminal indictment by the U.S. for corporate and financial crimes. Media owners were instructed to historically brainwash everyone that the prime minister has coronavirus with his wife and that they won't be leaving their house for a while. Now, Hmm. this doesn't make sense because Trudeau has been on (laughs) TV doing, you know, his his. Um, responsibility as the prime minister of Canada yeah, yeah. talking about sealing, you know, sealing the border, all this type of stuff to, to conceal this virus uh, or stop the spread as much as possible. Um, as everyone knows here, an incredible actor by the name of Tom Hanks and his wife um, were, you yep. know, they've basically said that, Hey, we got the coronavirus. Same with Idris Elba. Um, 
you know, luckily they're fortunate enough to have the means to isolate without having to worry about money and stuff like that. Um, but this theory goes into that as well. So Tom Hanks was arrested 48 hours ago for pedophilia, and he is currently being kept in a hotel room in Australia, refusing to fly back to the USA. Uh-huh. Next celebrity arrests will be Celine Dion, Madonna, Charles Barkley, Kevin Spacey, although they said Charlie Barkley. That's hilarious. All will claim all will claim <laughs> That's cor- <his> cousin. <laughs> yeah. All will claim coronavirus infections. So they're saying that when these when these uh arrests happen, that's what they'll say is, Oh, I have coronavirus, huh. blah blah. Uh Italy's airports have been completely shut down as of eighty of the Vatican and financial Officials have been served the same criminal indictments for financial crime, pedophilia, child trafficking, and sex abuse. So, I mean, I don't know about that. I know Italy is in some crazy shit right now. Um, Jesus, yeah, they're one of, what, the worst country right now? Yeah, and the reason why, and people need to understand this, is because Italy is just a lot of elderly people. Very old, old country. You know, um... A lot of Italians, you know, they'll say like, oh, the old country, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of elderly people that live in Italy, you know, and unfortunately that's hitting really hard um, with them. So, you know, they're unfortunately passing away. A lot of deaths over there. It's terrible. And, but also um, the Vatican and, you know, the archdiocese and shit, like they have been cutting off uh, masses and that's like, that's huge for the Catholic church to limit that shit. So, who knows? Oh, yeah, for sure. Who knows if if this stuff's real? And it's just this thing. It just gets weirder from here. So, um, United Emirates have completed mass arrests of their own royal family and affiliates. So I might have said that wrong. I don't know how to say that word, but um, yeah. I mean, all these theories are are interesting, but it's like we would have heard about this, right? I mean who knows <laughs> like that's what i'm saying with with the, how crazy the the news is and the media is right now i mean they're not focusing on anything else i mean this is all it is man like it's i mean we are in prime um candidacy time right now for president of our country and that's what you know we were all focused on before all this stuff happened and now that's like put on the back burner and I mean, it's just it's just crazy. So if something like this was going on, would the news even be reporting on it? You know what I mean? Like, it's like kind of, I kind of see that a little bit. But <laughs> the thing about conspiracy theories, honestly, are that if you back up and look at them from a clear mind, it's easy to at least see how they came up with a lot of their facts or their point, not facts, their points. Because yeah. I mean, just hearing that, depending on the news source I read that on. I could look back and be like, huh, I mm-hmm. could see that, you know? So, I mean, with all these things, just because you think it's batshit crazy doesn't mean there's a couple little tidbits that could possibly be true. Yeah. Especially like this one, because this this um, incident happened before all, you know, state of emergency and stuff. So, convicted Hollywood <laughs> rapist Harvey Weinstein agreed to a deal in exchange for his testimony against hundreds of top Hollywood celebrities and their involvement in the drug business pedophilia and child trafficking instead of a 55 year sentence, which he was facing, he only received a 23 year sentence in exchange. He provided testimonies against some of the biggest, most powerful names, including Prince Andrew of the UK, former president, Bill Clinton, former vice president, Joe Biden, Tom Hanks, Oprah, Ellen DeGeneres, Quentin Tarantino, 
Charlie Sheen, <laughs> Bob Saget, Kevin Spacey, John Travolta, and Steven Spielberg, Pod- Podesta, NXIVM, Podesta, yeah, yeah, and Pizzagate, sex trafficking clubs, and hundreds of more who all were directly involved with Jeff- Jeffrey Epstein. In exchange of Jeff- Jeffrey Epstein's testimony, he was allowed to make a deal and have his suicide in prison fate. Who knows? <laughs> I don't believe in like I don't I don't. There's no way. Tom Hanks, no way. Ellen, yeah. Oprah, come on, get the fuck out of here. Right. But Quentin Tarantino, I mean, he drove around in a pussy wagon, so that one's kind of believable. He just likes coke. Same with Charlie <laughs> Sheen <laughs> and himself. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> John Travolta. <All right. laughs> <laughs> but, and then it was 40 minutes of Sean Preston and Steven just going yeah no shit <laughs> uh, so, so CEOs of some major ward corporations have been indicted arrested and some forced to resign all in the last 30 to 60 days such as the CEO of the NBA Harley Davidson, Gates Foundation, Intel McDonald's, Caesar Awards Vatican Chief of Police Disney etc approximately 700 to 800 more resignations are coming in the next three months Okay. Now, um, did we verify these were all legitimate no, that, resignations? No, that's okay. that, that's the thing is like there's no legitimate like like anything for this. Then that's what's so bullshit about it. It's like come on, like you were sitting here saying all this shit. Like where's your where's your proof? You know what I'm saying? Like but the thing is, the sad thing is, is in this age of disinformation, they'll eat this shit up. Why, oh yeah, and like not to pull, you know make fun of your dad more than we already do, but I mean I could see somebody like your father. Sitting there reading this thing, oh my god, it goes all the way to the top. Yeah, you know, because partially you want to believe this. We all want a scandal. We all want, you know, some big, just underground extortion to be happening and to be a part of that. Like, ooh, I read the details. I know the truth. Yeah. All right, here's it gets crazier, man. It gets crazier. Lab created coronavirus as a cover up for mass mandatory vaccination agenda, as well as a covert U.S. intelligence operation that the world has ever seen. And the and this mass 158,000 arrest operation will remove and capture the biggest evil and corrupted politicians, celebrities and CEOs, including global elites and bankers such as George Soros, U.N. officials, founders of Greta Inc., you know, I've I've seen a few people on Facebook. I've unfollowed a lot of people, but there's a few people that I actually like and think of them as being pretty level-headed. Mm-hmm. And one of them made the comment, "Guys, if this comes to the point where they're rounding everybody up in your your city's arenas trying to give you a vaccination, don't do it." And I just didn't even bother asking why. Yeah. You know, when when I I got the news of um me not getting that job, I took it really hard, and uh, my father called me and and started talking about the typical things that I knew he would talk about. Um, you know, he talked about you know his faith and how you know you just got to keep looking up, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and and I won't get into whether that's right or wrong, whatever. You know, I I definitely didn't you know attack him or anything. I just accepted you know what he what he said, and then yeah. instantly, like. In my time of pain and anguish and, I mean, a crisis, I'll say it, It was. it's really hard for me to accept it. He instantly pops in with these conspiracies that I'm reading to you guys. 
and how oh, yeah, the 158,000 yeah. indictments are getting unsealed and they're going to be, I mean, and like, I just hung up on him cause I couldn't, I couldn't like, because in this time of, I want him to be prepared because I worry about my father's health and his, and him dying from this. Sure. And like, he's not taking it serious. You know, he definitely didn't take it serious until, you know, his, his, his leader such as Trump, Mm-hmm. You know, finally got on there, had to start taking it serious on live TV. That's when it kind of clicked for him. But yeah, it's yeah. it's just like man. But even with that, like because he was saying that the only reason why Trump is going along with that on the TV now is because you know he's needing to preserve the courts so these indictments can go. <laughs> like, and that was when I was God, just like, click, because I was like, come on, man. Like, I don't know this this stuff I'm reading. I mean, we can clearly read this stuff, and we're like, man, this is just so crazy. But then, it's like there's people out there that really believe this shit. So there's a one QAnon theory or a conspiracy theory out there that JFK Jr. didn't die in a plane crash, mm-hmm. and uh, he's uh, there's that Jewish bum that always shows up to Trump rallies all the time. It's like the number one like Trumper. And that that guy is actually JFK Jr. in disguise. Wow. <laughs> huh. It's so ridiculous. I didn't get into the whole video because my brain just like liquefied about five minutes in. Oh, I know. But that's kind of the gist of the story. It's crazy. <sighs> I just, I don't know. So it goes on to say. <laughs> I can't handle that shit. Yeah. It goes on to say. Trump will win 2020 elections and arrests of former U.S. presidents will occur in early 2021. All major arrests will be covered by media as an accident or conspiracy theory. All arrested individuals will be given Rommel death, meaning choice between suicide slash accidental death in return for assurances that his or her reputation will remain intact or face criminal trial that will result in public disgrace. Some... Yeah. Some top religious leaders will be arrested and forced to resign. Some will get sick suddenly. Vatican will be the first, and the Pope will be removed in 2020. Production of human extradited adrenochrome will be invented or will be revealed, and Hollywood and Vatican will be directly responsible for it. What does that mean? Production of human extracted adrenochrome? A-D-R-E-N-O-C-H-O-M-E? I have no idea, but it sounds like a lofty word salad. Word. Mm, yeah. How do you spell it? Um, it's apparently, yeah, this is all about Pizza Gay and MK Ultra and Adrenochrome. Chrome. So, Adrenochrome is a chemical compound with the molecule formula oh, yeah. produced, some weird numbers and letters, produced by the oxidation of adrenaline, epinephrine. The derivative is a. Hemostatic medicine, despite symmetry and chemical names, it is unrelated to chrome or chromium. So apparently it's, yeah, oh my God, don't Google this, please, because it's not good. Or in my case being because I'm getting them reward points, you heard. <laughs> I just Googled yeah. it and it says, breaking news, QAnon finds yeah. Androchrome factory and reports it. <laughs> so ridiculous. Oh, so, man. So it sounds like essentially what we're assuming is they are... Making synthetic adrenochrome to use for what? Yeah. To have brain LSD. Brainwash, probably psycho. mind control, shit like yeah. that. Now Good God. This is where it gets kind of weird. <laughs> because 
Oh, because it wasn't weird earlier. Yeah, right. Uh, it says, <laughs> coming up, there will be a two-month complete shutdown of the world's most common operations, such as schools, happen today, stock exchange, Ooh. happening soon, some banks, airports, mm-hmm. happening soon, shipping, happened at Amazon, travel, definitely restricted, events, already canceled, galas, canceled, expos, canceled, sports games, definitely, sports championships, music award ceremonies. But the thing with this is, is that all these things they're mentioning are large crowd things. So, of course, they're going to cancel them. <laughs> yeah, this is a pretty easy thing to pre- <laughs> yeah. quote predict. But uh, gas prices will go down, which they have. Food costs will uh-huh. go up. Insurance will go up. Uh-huh. Gold and silver stocks uh-huh. will fall. Many corporations will either bankrupt or take it a significant financial loss, such as what such as what's about to happen at Air Canada, Disney, and Coca-Cola. And then the last will be H5N1 bird flu will be intentionally released this week out of China. Welcome to the Greater Awakening. What's about to happen this summer fall will change the world's history. Why can't the Greater Awakening be like we get to plug our iPhones into our brains and know stuff instantly? Yeah. Like why is the why is the awakening always about like just getting thrown deeper into a dystopia? Yeah. Or like a, a hole in the like a hole in the ground. Exactly. It needs to be- Called the great fucking yeah, and and the thing <laughs> the thing to remember though is that this is in the early stages of all this, and I hate to say yeah. it's going to get worse, but it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, there's the potential. People are stupid. Yeah, and and, and that's what I worry about. I'm not. Animals. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the acting like crazy animals, man, and and that's what scares the shit out of me. Like, mm. it's the only time in my life where I felt like, man, kind of wish I did own a weapon. Even though yeah, I know it's not well, smart for me to own right. one, but man, it's it's kind of it's scary, dude. Yeah, I got this lightsaber here, but that ain't gonna work. Well, I was I was thinking too. Like, I think the problem to our the solution to our problem is Preston. I think Uncle Steven's gonna be doing some babysitting. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. I got, is that... I got four or five guns that uh, you can borrow while you're in my house, Steve. So right. you'll be fine. <laughs> It's it's the what you guys thing. do today. We taught Uncle Steven how to shoot a gun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know how to shoot a gun. It's fun. Just think about it, like that's just what's so weird. It's like oh, thinking to yourself, man, I'd like to go to shooting range right now. Nope. Nope. Like you can't do it. There's nothing, dude. Like the social distancing thing is so weird. But that's the other thing too is it's floating around. It's like how easy there. Everybody's look how easy it is for the government to lock you down. Not locking you down. It's called for the greater good. The greater mm. good. Greater you're, good. You're looking. You're 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 doing this to help other people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. But like, you're always going to have those people who assume the government released this thing as man made in a test tube and whoop de doop. Now look at this. They released a virus and they can control anybody they want. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And it just. I mean. I don't know. There's. People trying to politicize this thing, but it, then again, it's hard not to because sure, there's so many things happening at such a fast pace when it comes to relief and laws and safety and medical and all of it has to do with politics, whether we like it or not. And it's just, it's yeah. just, it's getting to that point where it's like, man, this is, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird feeling, man. I mean, it, it's almost like the the only time I've ever felt like this, this anxiety, and it's a different kind of anxiety because when 9-11 happened, I was young and I didn't mm-hmm. understand the real world, so to speak. Hell, we, we, we all were. Right. And we right. don't understand how the world works like now. And now that we're older, 
I'm getting that feeling, that sense of like, mm-hmm. holy shit, what's going to happen? Like, are we going to get attacked? Are we, is people around me going to die? Like, like, I mean, I'm going back to my old job. It's very serious. The people that I work with, a lot of them have, yeah, all of them have underlying conditions. And yeah, that's, I mean, it, it, it's a group home. I, I can't just not go to work. These people need to be taken care of. They don't have anybody to take care of them. What happens if that starts to happen? The same with your nursing homes and your hospitals and shit like that, man. Like that's, you know, I see shit all day on long on Facebook saying, well, I'm going to get my, I'm going to, you know, not be able to go to work. The government's going to pay me, you know, hopefully. And, and, but people aren't understanding like the people out there that have to work on them front lines every day. And, oh yeah, you've got to have someone to cashier the groceries yep. that are in stock. Yeah. You got to have somebody. I don't know. And I there, know there are people out there. I know Aldi's. Line. Aldi's is a very humble company. They're very, they're very um, pro pain. They're, I mean, they, they, are, they are literally the only <laughs> fast, not fast mm-hmm. food, a grocery chain that pays their employees over fifteen dollars an hour, and they, they're very proud about that. They just mm-hmm. um, put out an email to all Aldi's employees today. Saying that during this during this time of crisis, fortunately our company is very very thriving with the sales. That we've went at, we went ahead and we're going to be over hiring people in this time of need to get uh, shelves stocked oh. better, more oh, lanes wow. open. And so they're telling people that like if you know anybody in your community that needs a job temporarily to help during this time, come apply at Aldi's. So I think you're going to start seeing oh, more of that shit too, especially for jobs that are that are mm-hmm. out there. You know, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to add to your company's legacy not to be like a diabolical business owner, but people remember that kind of yeah. stuff. I mean, when they did the when they did the state of address, the state of emergency address um, and they they had the White House had all the different companies that they're like CVS, Walgreens, Walmart, Target. I mean, that was pretty trippy to see all them people up there coming mm-hmm. together to dedicate their parking lots to emergency test sites when they start implementing that within the next week or two. So like right. it's it's just it's weird, man. It's it's a weird time. <laughs> Can you imagine if this shit was happening like in 2012? You know, with all the Nostradamus, you know, oh, the end of the world shit, oh, or no, not Nostradamus, the, yeah. the Mayan calendar shit. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't even want to think about it. Or Y2K. I know, man. Like it's <laughs> it's just it's so crazy. But I I do gotta I do gotta go on the fact of I know it's cliche, but the whole like. America stronger type thing. I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see that, that same, mm-hmm. that same feeling that after nine 11, um, regardless of the conspiracy theories were involving that, um, <laughs> it was a time where you felt everybody did come together for the common, the common, common good, you know, of, right, of the people. Right. And I think you're going to, I think you're going to see that. I'm hoping there's going to be people that are going to take advantage of the situation when it comes to like looting and stuff like that. But, um, I don't know. It'll be a real test of test of humanity. I think. Yeah. And you're very and I correct. I think if if China, I mean I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but China um is finally starting to bounce back to to a degree, and okay. they're having a lot more recoveries. And the numbers of recovered people that get infected with this virus is is astronomically high compared to people that died, but people are still dying, and it is. It is an epidemic. Like people are getting like I, ugh, I don't. It's just so crazy to me because I I play video games like this, man. I grew up on video games like this, and I watch movies about this, and 
I never thought I'd see it to this degree in my, in, in my life. Like I never, I never thought I would see a nationwide state of emergency, you know? And if you think about it, like the last group of people that really had to deal with something like this would be like our grandparents or our great grandparents, like the cholera, uh, depression. Yeah. You had, uh, before that you had the Spanish, Spanish influenza, um, you know, my grandmother was born in 1903 and then, you know, when dad came around, like most of that was already taken care of. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of weird, like, holy shit, this is just like all the stories. Grandma used to yeah. talk about. <laughs> and and, and right. I, there's another meme that's going around. Uh, what I call a heartfelt meme. It's like. You're currently living what they're going to teach in history books. And I think in a, in a weird way, that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. When, because like I know people that are younger <laughs> that were born after 2001 and like, you know, they didn't get to the conscious level, <laughs> social conscious level till what, 2010, 2012, you know, I'm talking about younger, younger people. And them not live during that time to where they can understand that. Like, that's just, it just blows my mind. Like, you know, same as our parents, like, oh, you, you know, or grandparents, whatever. Like, oh, you don't remember when Pearl Harbor was attacked or, you know, you don't remember Waco or the Oklahoma City bombing shit like that. Mm-hmm. How that, them type of things happened. But right. the main thing is, is that I just, I, I just want people safe, man. That's the, that's the sure, thing. Sure, and I sure. want people to use their, I want people to use their brains. You know, um, I, th- I think that another thing people don't talk about, and I know I'm pretty vocal about my mental illness and struggles that I face. That's another thing that I think a lot of people don't think about during this crisis is that there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to be able to go to appointments because they depend mm-hmm. on uh, attendant care workers, picking them up, taking them in their med appointments, reminding them. You know, stuff like that. Um, people that have mental mm-hmm, health issues mm-hmm. not being able to go to therapy. Not to mention, like, um, the amount of anxiety, you know, a, a quote-unquote, quote-unquote, normal person has. Whether somebody has an anxiety disorder, I mean, could you imagine the overbearing of that? Like, it's in, in these times of uncertainty and, like, you're so scared of what's going to happen. Stuff like that. It's just... Oh, for sure. It's crazy. And I think that more people need to need to understand that too. That's a, that's why it's important to check on your your friends and loved ones that struggle and stuff like that during these times because depression's a silent killer. And I don't know. It's I don't I don't mean to get too deep, y'all, but it's with when it comes to things like this where you know all you're ever all you're hearing online is is isolate, 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 self-isolation. That's mm-hmm. not a good thing for someone with severe depression and suicidal thoughts and anxiety to have, you know what I mean? So that's even scarier. Well, and if you have the luxury right now, it's a better time than any. Take advantage of FaceTiming and video chatting and stuff like that. Like, like I'm getting ready to have a vacation. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Anything social you can do online, you know, social digital. We're taking vacation still this weekend. I'm going to be off for six days. And I'm going to try to take advantage of as much, you know, Xbox Live and whatnot as I can. I'm going to call some people I haven't called in a while. Just reach out, text people. And honestly, like like you said, Steve, to build on that, 
if you're having a hard time during, you know, these quarantines and whatnot, reach out and say something to somebody. Like, find someone you can fight in and just reach out and say, hey, you know, I'm having a hard time, or hey, can we talk? Or fucking just call somebody out of the blue. Call your mom. Call your dad. Call your brother you haven't talked to in a while. You know, call somebody and just talk to them for a bit just to feel a bit more normal because it is going to be quite a bear to wrestle with during this time. Yeah. Especially especially coming out of the winter. Yeah, that too. And, and um, you know, for people like Preston, who's, whose father is really, you know, got his, his medical issues and he's old and so is his mom. And, and you know, him and his brother are going to have to, you know, think about like, oh, am I going to be able to go visit my parents? You know what I'm saying? Like that's, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm already doing that. I already let my mom and dad know that, that like, look, like I won't be coming around to see you for a while because I'm not going to risk exposure and you yeah know, so, i already stuff like told that. my brother that he just needs to move the fuck out because like <laughs> him going to work every day and being around like people and then like you know going home um he's just adding to that risk like when i drop Jesus. the kids off in the morning like i'm not even going inside like the kids are gonna like you know rub themselves down with the uh, sanitizer before they go in the house and then i'm just like i'll call you call you from the phone dad Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I called my mom to check in today with her and dad. So, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, your parents, <sighs> yeah. your parents too. They're kind of older too. And yeah, I've got family with uh, with you know immune systems mm-hmm. that are compromised as well. Um, and I mean that's something that I thought about as well. So just I don't know. Call people, yeah. say hi, video chat. You, you said your dad was a nom vet too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he probably got exposed to that Asian orange bullshit, and you know he's got some weird immune system. Yeah, just like I all the other Vietnam vets. I don't know that he has that necessarily, but I know that heart disease runs rampant in my family, and my dad is easily probably thirty pounds lighter than I am, and uh, has been active pretty much his entire life, and got hit with like a triple stint not except, too long ago. So I mean, like, except when he's sitting on a. <laughs> Sitting on a chair watching fireworks and falling asleep. <laughs> Listen, the one thing the Swopes have prided themselves in, at least the men, we can fall asleep really anywhere. Yes. It's like when Bruce Lee said from true. Tao of Jeet Kundo, you know, you should be like water and fit into any shape, any container. Like, that's what we do. I can sleep anywhere. So can my dad. So can my brother, I think, too. Yeah. I'll never forget that because it was like right around his... His uh, he yeah, just, just retired, yeah. <laughs> like the first week. Yeah. I look over and there's like, I mean, it's like a fucking war zone, dude, in that cul-de-sac. <laughs> Shit going off everywhere. Yeah, it was it was a uh, Fourth of July. We we're having yep. a barbecue. Yeah, and I look over and he's just <laughs> just sleep passed out, sleeping, passed out in his little lawn chair. Yep. <laughs> and then it's just funny because like now you know with when it comes to like war stuff, you know, I can see him. You know, I don't think something like that will ever leave you. You'll probably always remember that them sounds and yeah. shit, you know. So that's sure. cool that he could even be even be out there with that type of stuff. Right. Yeah. Very very fortunate indeed. But yeah, and guys, do what you can. Like, not to be preaching cliche, support your local businesses. Like, big box stores are going to be there. Find a way to support your mom and pop shops that are still open. Yeah. You know, local restaurants that are doing at least curbside takeout, call ahead takeout. Do what you can. You yeah. know, Amazon's already said they shut down anything that's not an essential need right now. And keep an so, eye on, like, uh, your Facebook for your local places. There's going to be a, yeah, a sure, lot man. of them are going to be doing some crazy good specials, too. And I know oh, yeah. that, like, right, be, be, they're going to have to because 
if they want to yeah. get people to still go there, they're going to know people are down on money, financial ways, stuff like that. It's oh, it's going to be crazy. There's a lot of. I mean, today yeah. I went to a local business and got lunch, and um, I, I think I mentioned this to you, Sean. When I was driving when I was driving there. All the local businesses that I looked over on that street were pretty popping. Like there was a lot of yeah. cars in the parking lots and stuff, which I'm assuming getting things to go. Um, you know, because we Wichita is under a third, 50 or 25 now. Uh, 50 last yeah, time. I think it's 50. Um, but every state is quickly closing all that type of stuff, locking shit down. Yeah, dude. Yep. So it's really weird. Just stay safe and. Wash your hands. That's all there's yep. to it. Drink your water. Wash your damn hands. <laughs> and and <laughs> yeah, if stay you do, hydrated. you know, you do unfortunately get the disease, the disease, the virus, and um, the disease. Yeah, the disease. You're gonna turn into you, you might turn into tar man. But if you don't, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the flu. You got to wait it out. There's no antibiotic. You know, they're working on the vaccine type thing now. Uh, I'm assuming yep. it's probably. Don't even get me started on that shit. Um, it needs to go in the ways of the what measles vaccine. Like once you find, find crack it, you give it to the world for free. No privatizing that shit. Oh, no yeah, money making garbage for sure. Um, sadly, our country's trying to buy that, but uh-huh. the rest of the world's like, no, 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 you ain't doing that shit. So that's good that that's on everybody's radar. But um, I don't remember where I was going with that. Something started off good, right? God damn it. I was it was so good. I was like, ah, what is it? But I think essentially what you're trying to get to is people should wash their hands. Yeah. Wash wash their hands and, <laughs> and oh yeah, if you get the if you do get the if you do get this, it's just like the flu. You got to ride it out. Stay hydrated, you know, um do the brat diet, which correct me if I'm wrong, isn't it bananas, rice, something and toast, I think. Have you guys ever heard of this? No. But I would add to that that uh, the coronavirus <laughs> no, I not. also, yeah, the coronavirus coronavirus also hangs out in your throat for several days yes. before it actually moves down into your respiratory system. So they said the one thing you can do to stop it from you know going down any, any further is not only drink lots of fluid, but if you gurgle warm water like eighty five ninety degrees, kind of whatever you can handle with like a vinegar solution, mm. you can actually stop it from, you know, spreading even worse because it, how long it has to hang out before it goes down into the lungs. So oh. you start to get a sore throat. Yes, it could be allergies, but start gurgling that shit. And, uh, and you know, gurgle what? Say it again. Like warm water and vinegar. So like 85, okay. 90 degrees. And then, uh, you know, whatever you think your throat can handle, gurgle that and vinegar. And, yeah, and we're uh, not doctors, guys, so maybe give it a Google. Not to discredit you. Yeah, Preston, I've seen honestly, that. I've seen assume, that too. It's we assume no liability. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of, and that same thing with the brat diet. The the reason with the brat, it's called brat diet, is because it is an acronym, stands for bananas, rice, applesauce, and toast. These yeah. f- foods are definitely recommended for following, you know, stomach illness and such as the flu, because you don't want to eat shit that's like milk and dairy, fried, greasy, fatty, spicy, so the proteins, stuff like that. Um, yeah, so lots of water, crackers, uh, cooked cereals like oatmeal, cream of wheat. If you got to drink tea, some weak tea, not strong. Apple juice, uh, broth, boiled potatoes, shit that's bland. So, 
Yeah. Because you don't want to definitely want to keep your Boring stuff. Hy- your hygiene, your hydration up. You want to <laughs> keep your hygiene up too. Don't be stinking. Wash your hands. Yeah, wash your hands, bitch. <laughs> uh, it's like stuff like that, but. No, this is a pretty inf- informative podcast episode, boys. Man, it got it got heavy there towards the end, the, huh? but it's good. <laughs> I true, yeah. when I listen to podcasts and stuff, and you know, during with stuff throughout the world, even though it doesn't pertain to the strange and unusual, even though this is <laughs> strange and unusual, <laughs> uh, it's right. good to have like an uplifting type of talk too, and to like kind of bring it down to reality too, because people need to feel. Show that like they're not alone, and I know we're. You want to relate? I know we're just three three guys that talk to you about weird shit, but you know we're all in this together. The whole world is. Yeah, very much so. Hey, and now's a better time than any not to be selfish here, but uh, jump on the Instagram and give us some questions, comments. You know, if you got questions about old episodes or whatnot, man, jump on there and and holler at us. We'd love to hear from you. True that. Our account is Corona free. And um, this is a uh, this is not a advertisement, you know, paid advertisement. But if you're into horror movies right now, it looks like uh, Shutter is giving a free 30 day trial if you use promo code SHUTIN capital S capital H capital U capital T capital I capital N SHUTIN. It looks like you get 30 free days at sign up. So might not be a bad idea to look into yeah. that. Maybe, you know. Well, is it time to get out of here then, guys, you think? Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. Cool, cool, all right. Well, let me start the plugs by saying as soon as the Google Doc opens back up. Dun-da-da-dum. So you know the routine. You're on quarantine. If you don't have anything fun to watch, why not go check out our very own Mark's video cast, Attack the Backlog. I guess he likes to play a bunch of old video games, give some commentary, his two cents worth. What is he doing right now? If find, I saw he had. Uh, Super Mario yeah. World. Game everybody loves. Mark's got a hot take. That's not a game he's a big fan of. Yeah. But you know what? If you watch it, you'll find out why, and you might not be as upset with his uh, decision to dislike it. Oh, he's so edgy. If you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you find yourself with a few extra bucks you don't know what to do with, you can throw them at our Patreon if you'd like. And also, right now, again, we're not doctors or scientists. The CDC, or at least fake news, is saying they suggest right now, guys, you shave your beards off. Yeah, that's... I mean, research that at your own will. Weird. You know? It, well, I mean, they say it's a big, nasty uh, place where bacteria and snot and other, you know, stuff to get caught on and get you sick. I say... You know, why not protect your beard at least until you hear it from the horse's mouth to cut it off? Why not protect it? Why not wash it, get a good oil, and really groom the shit out of it? Mm-hmm. Preston, where can they find some quality beard product? Well, yeah, I was going to say, if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow a beard, first of all, wash your goddamn hand and then <laughs> lather yourself up with some big dobs beard with succulent scents such as bay rum sweet tobacco citrus fresh classic and then use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order and then go wash your goddamn hands again and then sit back and relax because you're not only going to look good but you're going to smell fucking fantastic with big dobs
Man, Preston hasn't cussed all episode, and he just did it all right there. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, too? Wash your beard, as well as your hands, with some beard soap. Boom. Because Big Dobbs has some beard soap as well. And speaking of washing your hands and your naughty bits and your gooey bits, oh go to gunslinger.com and get yourself some good soap. I think you can order that without even having to look at another human being. Gunslingersoap.com. And then, you know, I don't know if they're still open right now. It might be a good time to run by CD Trade Post down on Pawnee and Seneca, grab a couple movies, stock up for the quarantine, or when this all blows over, why not run down there and stock up for the next potential fallout? Because you never really know. Yeah. And then check out our friends down at Fast Print at Rock and Harry. Steve, you got anything to plug? I know we kind of went out of order there. No, just the Instagram and the Facebook. There you go. Hell yeah. All right. Well, um, and we should, if all things go to plan, we should be dropping the Alien episode for 13 Nightmares this Friday. For sure. Wham, wham, wham. It's going to be fun. Hell yeah. Cool. All right. Well, anything else, boys? Nope. Well, let's get on out of here. All right, guys. So I'd like to say cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us that love to talk about it and go wash your damn hands. Wash your goddamn hands and stay on the paranormal highway. <laughs> the cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.